It's the first ever Under-19 Women's World Cup for the girls. Can Sri Lanka win it? I'm Mark Jolly from the Murali End, and I'm joined, as always, by Estelle Vazi Devon from uh, the Papare. Uh, we are Sri Lanka on 99.94. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Um, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about it. We talk about Sri Lankan cricket several times a week. Uh, and yes, we do know that Sri Lanka are in India to play the ODI series. Uh, we have turned our attention away slightly, very briefly, um, to preview the Under-19 World Cup that's going to take place in South Africa. It's the first time the uh, the, the women have had an Under-19s World Cup. It's been an integral part of developing men for the or boys into men for the senior uh, for the for the men's side. Um, and I suspect this could be something, if, if used right, could, could work in SLC's favour to develop girls, to go on and play full senior cricket as well. Estelle, are you excited about the prospect of it? Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I don't know how far Sri Lanka will go during this tournament, but like you said, I think it could potentially be a massive turning point in Sri Lanka cricket in that when you know you have a World Cup, right, coming up, I think a lot of schools will get into uh, leather ball cricket because a lot of girls will obviously want to play right at that level. So I think it could be really a, a big step in the right direction for Sri Lanka. And of course, if you get your age group cricket going, schools cricket going, uh, that will definitely make an impact on the, on the international stage as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about um, so the the. The under-19s squad's been out there for a little while. They've been in South Africa. They've had a couple of warm-up games, I think, against the UAE and um, Scotland. They won They won them both. Um, firstly, the first thing I've got to mention is, is I find it really difficult online, and I generally know the places to go to find these kind of things, to find any footage of it, and maybe that's because they're warm-up games. And secondly, to, to even find scorecards that are up to date, I think actually I end up at one point, Cricket Australia, uh, sorry, Cricket Scotland, sorry, actually tw- tweeted the scores score book, yeah. and I was looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Wh- what? Why is it so difficult to find? Am I just looking in the wrong places, Estelle? Yeah. Like, it, what's going on here? No, I, it, it's been really disappointing, actually, because it's the first T20 World Cup, and I understand resources maybe an issue, right? But, um, I mean, so I'm covering the games for the papare.com. I have to write the um, match reports, etc. So the first game on the 9th, waited up uh, for some kind of updates to come through ICC. Nothing happened, right? Um, I think they updated the scorecards overnight and it was available the next day. The game day before where Sri Lanka played Scotland, like you said, the only updates I was, I mean, at this point, to be honest, I'm not expecting Sri Lanka cricket to send updates, okay? Um, so, I mean, the only place I saw updates was Cricket Scotland. And they were able to put up a couple of, you know, just, I think, a few they put during the game. And then, thankfully, they had tweeted out the score sheets, as you mentioned, because in the morning, the ICC didn't have the updated scorecards, right? So, I mean... As it is, it's incredibly difficult to kind of make, you know, you know, like garner any kind of real knowledge on what's going on through the scorecards. But 
if if that's if that is also not available it's just nearly impossible to know what's happening because um i mean you have to kind of scrape together as whatever you can to put put whatever information you can out there because it's just not available any anywhere right i mean if if not for scotland uh, scotland cricket tweeting we wouldn't have even known that sri lanka won the game last night because the icc uh, you know warm up match scorecard is blank it it just has the result there so yeah i think i mean it, it's it's very disappointing yeah i was i was going to say man like what should our reaction be should our reaction be it's actually great that this tournament's taking place and that Sri Lanka have got a team going out there and that SLC have put something, some resource behind it to go out there? Or should we be disappointed that SLC haven't, you know, sent a press person or someone with them to to put out a few tweets and a few posts on social media or aren't updating the website? Or and, and also, I think this, you know, this goes beyond SLC as well, right? ESPN Crick Info cover some really obscure cricket they don't have it mentioned anywhere. There's a lot of other sites that cover a lot of obscure games that don't have it mentioned. Again, I do think for you know someone who you know me and you both work in in media, I think it is pretty tough to to cover a game that's I don't as far as I can see, I don't think there was a camera at the ground. The ground seemed to be played at a school ground. I know South African school cricket is you know some in terms of how important it is culturally it's on par with with Sri Lanka so you know I'm not I'm not in any way you know saying the ground's not good enough I don't my county Middlesex play a lot of cricket at a school ground as well right so I'm not I'm not slating the ground but it doesn't appear to be that there was any cameras there right um which I think just makes it really difficult to cover and you you'd think that for you know two international sides playing each other there should be a little bit more interest i mean like me and you are are paid professionals who cover cricket and we're interested in this game it's a massive part of telling the story of shlunker cricket at this moment in time um so you think they would be more interested in it right but as i said it's good that it's even happening so should we be angry or should we you know should we be upset or should we go, you know, what next time the host is tournament or next time the tournament's put on in a couple of years' time, I'm sure these things will be in place. Yeah, I think it's it's a mix of both. First of all, Sri Lanka cricket does not send a media person even with their senior men's team. So I you which is odd. I mean That's I'm not really expecting odd. that yeah. which is odd. Yes, yes, agreed. It is yeah. it is uh, unlike I'm not sure they may be one of the only teams uh, who go to a world cup without uh, like a you know media manager with them uh, so I, I'm not expecting can, can that I just, to happen with that, the under 19 right? girls yeah I suspect Sri Lanka yeah. um, cricket are the biggest professional sports organization not so media people with with them right even when quite small football clubs go and go and play fixtures they send a press person with them um, in your in Europe, it's it's really weird, and obviously, you know, things were di- different in different parts of the world. But it's really weird. Shrunk don't have a press with them, but there you go. <laughs> like, yeah. So all basically, all all information is routed through the team manager. Um, so, like I said, not expecting that to happen with the under 19s team. I under 19 team I mean that's just setting myself up for disappointment right uh but 
uh, in terms of the ICC, I feel like, you know, the scores are being done physically, right? Uh, yeah, maybe that should have been a system where at least a photograph of the scorecards or score sheets are uploaded somewhere. Um, and, you know, something like that is done. I know it's the warm-ups and I'm, I mean... It better not be the case for the tournament proper. But um, maybe something like that could have been thought of. But I will also kind of give them, maybe I'm being too lenient, but like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt because it's the very first time this is happening. And uh, I, I'm not sure what kind of resources are available in South Africa right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, but hopefully it is better the next time it happens because... Like you said, there is interest, right? And particularly, I think age group cricket is something that you do see, like a lot of people really interested in because they want to see. They want to see these are the these are the players who are going to play for Sri Lanka someday, right? So, uh, hopefully, it gets better, and during the tournament, we will see much better kind of uh, communication from South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Are you expecting the Sri Lanka's games to be telecast in? In Sri Lanka, will people be able to watch them there? Or have I put you on the spot unfairly and asked this question? That's another, yeah, that's another, <laughs> I don't know. That's a question that, I don't know. Because um, I, I told you before the recording, I googled who's broadcasting it. It says Star Sports. So if it's on Star Sports, I think it's unlikely that uh, Sri Lanka games will be uh, telecast, particularly if they're going on at the same time as India's games. So... Um, I don't think it's on FTA channel in Sri Lanka. So, yeah, might might the first round might be tough. Um, hopefully, ICC will have some streams up that we can at least access uh, via their website. Um, but, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of ICC.tv. There's loads of cricket on there all the time. Um, and occasionally, sometimes I pay £2 to watch a whole series. Uh, like, I think Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, I could play two quid to watch the whole thing, um, which, you know, was was nice. Um, and it's much better than, if you if you get it, it's much better than having to hack through different streams and stuff like that um, and, and try and find a, a yeah. not legit way to watch it. Um, anyway, should we take a break and let's actually get into it and talk about the players after that? I'm Jared Kimber and I host two podcasts on 99.94. Red Inca, which is chats on trends and stories within the game with a weekly Q&A where I can be asked about anything from a time-travelling Don Bradman to which cricket ground serves the best food. And Double Century, I look at the historical stories that make cricket what it is today. You can search for either of them in your favourite podcast platform or on the 99.94 DM app. Um, yes, we do speak cricket as always. I'm going to let you know that if you haven't followed the 99.94 um, social media accounts on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, then you definitely should. You can follow it on LinkedIn as well. I'm not sure I have yet, but I will. Uh, my mum's a big fan of LinkedIn and she always keeps telling me I need to get more active on it because I'm going to get better jobs. But what could be better than having to talk to Estelle and your good self about Sri Lanka several times a week? Uh, I don't think there's a better job in the world. Um, Estelle, let's get into the under-19 squad. Who are the ones to watch out for? Who are the players that excite you? How is Sri Lanka, um, you know, is there any new stars from the Sri Lanka side going to emerge? Yeah, I'm going to preface this by saying that I haven't seen anyone other than uh, Vishmi Gunaratna in action, actually, in person. Uh, 
So I'm just going off the numbers we've seen in the last couple of series. Sri Lanka played in, uh, played a quadrangular in November uh, again in India, uh, where they faced India A and India B, which were two tough teams, um, and of course the warm up. So going by that, it looks like uh, Vidushika Pereira, left arm orthodox, and Deomi Vihanga might be the two to watch out for in terms of spin bowling options and another one I think is an all-rounder Manudi Nanayakkara um, did well against India in India so that's always a good kind of uh, sign of a good player and of course the the key player I think everybody is going to have their eye out for is um, Rashmi why am I forgetting her name (laughs) Vishmi uh, <laughs> Gunaratna. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I just got back home after work, so my brain is, you know. Um, yeah, anyway, Vishmi Gunaratna is the one everyone's going to be watching, right? So she'll probably be a key for Sri Lanka, but I'm excited to see how some of the others in the top order perform as well because uh, Vishmi won't be opening, she'll be batting at number three. So there are some opportunities for a few players, maybe because all the attention is on Vishmi they can kind of fly under the radar. Uh, Vishnu is the captain as well, right? Um, and she's, uh, you know, as you mentioned, she's played full senior cricket for the full senior women's side. Um, that's not unusual in this tournament though, right? Shafali Verma, uh, I was shocked to discover it's still only 18 and she'll be <laughs> captain in the India side. And I think there's a couple of the girls in the Australia squad as well have, have got, have, have at least been around that Australia, um, the, the kind of senior setup as well, right? Um, h- how? Yeah, I think though, like, although you say Shafali, I think the bigger threat is going to be Risha Ghosh. She's had like a fantastic, like three to six months, got a lot of runs uh, in the recent past, really attacking better. So she's going to be, I think more than Shafali, she might be the bigger threat there. And you're right, it's so hard to imagine that these two, are still below the age of 19. I'm not saying anything like it's just because they're so good and they've done so well at the senior level. Um, but yeah, I think even UAE has a couple who they tried out during um, during the Asia Cup as well. Uh, their opener has played something like 30-odd T20s for the UAE. So few exp- few experienced players coming in. It'll be interesting to see how well they do actually because you'd expect them to kind of dominate. But I mean, uh, Vishmi didn't really do that well in the quadrangular series in India. So, you know, it, it, it might go south for some of them as well. Um, Sri Lanka are in their group. I think I think the tournament's structured with four groups of 16 and the most of the Super 6s. And then we get a semis and final, right? Sri Lanka in, the fir- in their group to begin with have Bangladesh, the USA and Australia. Um, I don't. I think really important to talk about women's cricket in from a, through the lens of a Sri Lanka fan, you know, through someone from Sri Lanka. We've got to understand that actually we haven't had the investment and in the game, in the women's side of the game, and we haven't had the structure put in the women's side of the game that we have in the men's side of the game. And therefore, actually, teams that we perceive as being cricketing minnows are potentially further down the line in the development of their game, where their players are at, their, their morals are at. So we should we still be expecting that we will beat the USA at Bangladesh? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I think 
the big thing here is none of the teams, none of the teams are really like, we haven't seen much of any of them, right? So it's very difficult to kind of make a judgment on how well they're, how well they're going to do or how good they're going to be. Obviously, when you think about countries like England, India, Australia, you know they, they have a good setup, in, right? They're coming in. These players probably have played a lot of age group cricket uh, growing up, not just under 19, but at the under 15, under 17 levels as well. They do get, you know, a lot more domestic cricket um, in their country. So obviously with the setup, you would expect teams like that to do well. But, you know, Bangladesh, I was just, you know, I was writing a preview on the Sri, on the Sri Lankan team earlier today and just looking through Bangladesh's results, right? They've won both their warm-ups. They've beaten India in one of the warm-ups. I know warm-ups aren't usually uh, not something to kind of go by, but in a tournament like this, where nobody has really faced the other teams frequently or, you know, at any kind of high level, even a win in a warm-up, I think, would give a lot of confidence to the players because you come in... I'm just thinking from, you know, Bangladesh's perspective. They come into a game against India. They are the underdogs, right? Whether they have seen that yeah. team before or whether we've never had a World Cup before or whatever, they are always the underdogs. But to beat them then would give them so much confidence. So I think USA, Sri Lanka should um, expect to beat. I think Bangladesh is potentially the one that they can slip up against. Australia is going to be tough. Just, you know, going by how good the uh, senior team is, you expect them to be, you know, at a decent level as well. So um, the good thing is Sri Lanka can lose two and still go through to the Super 6 round. Um, so, But they would want to go in as either A1 or A2. So win two games or, you know, anything can happen, be it Australia and go in as A1. Uh, we should also say that our kind of catchphrase, if you just discovered Schlugger 99.94, our catchphrase, particularly when Schlugger in a tournament, seems to be anything can happen, get through anything can happen. Um, obviously, that was got us to uh, an Asia Cup final with the women last year. An Asia Cup win with the men last year uh, made us fall at the first respectable at the actual T20 World Cup last year um, but <laughs> I, I kind of like I, I, like I always think that the, there is a bit of fight in, in shrunken cricket teams um, and because I always like Roshan who's um, who's a big Bangla you know he, he does the Bangla cricket pod um, I, I, I used to work mm-hmm. with him and, mates, and I'm mates with him on this podcast almost every year because Sri Lanka always played Bangladesh and the thing I always get is that actually Bangladesh probably have better structures in place to create cricketers and they've got better pathways in place but for whatever reason they just seem to turn up at major tournaments and it never works out for them where Sri Lanka seems to be just a consistent amount of chaos but we turn up at major tournaments and we we, we can kind of get a job done and be respectable right um and I just wonder if yeah, we and might I mean, see that. Yeah, just looking at the Bangladesh yeah. women's, yeah, just, I mean, the same point you were making, just looking at the Bangladesh women's team, like the senior level, 
I remember that uh, not this Asia Cup, the previous one. They beat India twice, right? And India's like never lost a game in the Asia Cup, never lost a final, whatever, right? They beat them twice, but they can never get past Sri Lanka. It's a weird thing, like uh, whether it's mental, I don't know. So maybe Sri Lanka takes in kind of a mental edge during this tournament as well, because Bangladesh, for whatever reason, uh, seem to panic. It's a funny thing. And especially, I think it's relevant for under-19 cricket because these players don't have a lot of experience, right? And put them in a tough situation, you you can make things happen. Particularly if you have a good bowling lineup that can kind of squeeze, you can you can really you know make things happen. You know, I've got a positive theory that the reason for that is. Is a lot of them, not all of them, but quite a number of them. Normally, the core for every side are used to schools, big matches, right? Um, and, and you know, and now in Sri Lanka, even you know, even the the non traditional schools, it's not just the big Colombo schools that have big matches. It's quite a lot of schools end up having big matches, and I think that gives t- that creates temperament to create big, you know, cricketers for the big occasion. Um, I, I'm not sure the girls might necessarily have that experience because there isn't. A huge amount of, of leather ball cricket played in in you know or available for young girls to play on the island, so they might not have that big match experience. But what I do know is Sri Lanka women are resilient, probably more resilient than the men, and too often in Sri Lanka are the ones left to get the job done. So maybe that that kind of spirit might come through over here. Estelle, should we take a quick break and then come back with our predictions for the tournament? Hi, I'm Nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the India on 99.94 podcast. Several times each week, my co-host Sarah Waris and I will be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, Kale Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. Um, yeah, we, we are adding new shows the whole time on 99.94. Um, and do follow and subscribe and download the app and, and all that s- stuff as well. Um, Estelle, let's talk about predictions for the um, tournament. I'm guessing, I'm assuming, generally from, from the Shrunken women's side, they tend to win low-scoring encounters. and we're, we're a much better bowling side than we are a batting side, and we're not really great at chasing down big scores. Is that kind of what you're expecting from this side as well, even though it's a younger batch? Yeah, I mean, just looking at the performances we've seen so far from them, it seems like they almost mirror uh, the senior team. Lots of lower scores, but the spinners seem to kind of, I don't know, always come to the party. Just looking at even the warm-ups, I think Vihanga and Pereira picked up like 13 wickets um, of the 20 that were taken. And you... I, I. I don't know whether because, like we mentioned, the, the games are played in schools grounds, right? Whether the pitchers aren't as, you know, um, characteristically South African with the bounce and, you know, fast bowlers having 
a bit of an advantage. So that might be a factor, but they seem to kind of always find a way to really kind of choke teams up. And that's what those two have managed to do so far. I'm sure there are other spinners also in that lineup uh, that can kind of roll their arm over and, um, you know, bowl economically. And like I said, that pressure is a bigger deal here than it is, I think, in the senior game because they haven't played, no one has played a lot of cricket. So it's going to be tough uh, if you if you do kind of manage to bowl some economical overs and um, put the other team under pressure. In terms of batting, I think, again, Vishmi is going to be, or it looks like Vishmi is the Chamari Atapattu of the side. Everyone's looking to her to get some runs. Um, Interesting that she's been pushed down to number three. So I would think she's expected to bat through. I don't know if we will see too many scores above 120, 130 from Sri Lanka. I think 100, 110 seems like where they will end up because the strike rate is, again, an issue with them just getting bogged down. The top three seem to be um, kind of attacking net. Netmisena Ratna made a 50 in the first warm-up game. Uh, Nisan Salah, the wicketkeeper, also has shown that she's an attacking batter, particularly in that series against, uh, that quadrangular against India. So uh, they may have the kind of intent sometimes, but they just do seem also to get bogged down and kind of look at totals that aren't really big totals in, in you know, generic uh, T20 cricket, right? So I wouldn't expect too many scores above 120. But if Sri Lanka do get to 120, I think, I mean, batting first, I think they're going to be a very tough team to beat just because they've kind of built around that or they have that reputation of choking teams um, when it comes to chasers. Uh, what is a good tournament for Sri Lanka? Is it just getting to the Super Sixes or should we expect a bit more than that from them? I think getting to the Super Sixes is is the realistic goal, right? Um, it's tough to imagine them going all the way. Because like I said, just looking at the systems in place or uh, structures in place, it's tough to see, not, not just Sri Lanka, but even there are, you know, West Indies teams like that really going all the way. Uh, so Super 6 should is, is a realistic goal. I think if they get to Super 6 and are able to, they will face um, three teams from Group D, uh, which includes India, South Africa, um, USA and Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. Not USA, Scotland and somebody else. Uh, so if they do get to the Super 6 stage, they would. Exp- I think they'd be happy with two wins. So in total, if they can get three to four wins in the tournament, I think they'll be happy with that. Um, so let's leave it there. Uh, we'll obviously be checking in with um, the team and seeing how they do. And, you know, we wish them all the luck in the world and obviously would love to see them go as far, far as possible. Um, but almost more than that, I kind of hope they just all enjoy the experience. It's a great experience. And they all come back better cricketers and, and better women from from it, right? Because they're all still young, and uh, absolutely anything can happen in their lives from this point in. I just hope they all enjoy the experience, and it's great. 
Thank you for listening to Sri Lanka at 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcast and tell all your friends and family about us. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Machado and Estelle is at Estelle underscore Vazu Dev 1, as in the number one. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way.